0: Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 84. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Thomas Porter. The Australian musician and producer has had a hell of a year signing to Due Process and releasing his debut single, Tired. In today's episode, we're talking with Thomas about making music for rom-coms, producing from your bedroom... And Adam Sandler's best work. Here we go. Our guest today is an emerging singer, songwriter, and producer from Sydney, Australia. He's been writing and producing from his bedroom for years and released his debut single, Tired, earlier this year. Please welcome to This
1: Song Is Yours, Thomas Porter. Good morning, sir. How are we? Good morning. I am I'm okay. Just working through uni assignment, and this is my this is my break today. And so just getting through that.
0: Um, I'm somewhat glad that we're able to help you with a break, but also I feel bad that you're spending your break talking to us. So I appreciate the, <laughs> the time. Oh, look,
1: any opportunity to talk about music, anything at all, I, I will take gladly. <laughs> what are you, um, are you studying music at uni? No, I'm doing um, digital marketing and philosophy. So not, not related to music at all.
0: Yeah, right. That's um not what I thought you were going to say, but that's kind of cool. How, how are you finding it? What uh, How many years in?
1: I'm two years in now. Um, it's, it's fine. Like I'm very lucky that I'm able to balance like music and uni and having a job at all because I know a lot of people aren't able to. So the fact that I'm able to kind of like dip in and out of everything at my own pleasing is really, really nice and it's helped me manage everything so much.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um, congratulations. It's been a bit of a year for you in relation to music. Thank you. Uh, we had, I think it was about three months or so now, Tired, the first debut single from yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's um, it's nice to have music out. It's been a long time coming.
0: Of course. Well, I, from what I understand is that you've been... At least musically inclined since since a very young age playing saxophone, I think. and
1: yeah, so um uh, my parents, I don't know why because neither of them are musical, but they got me and my two brothers to learn instruments when we were like seven and playing like the school bands. And so that was um, that was it was good. I'm glad that it happened. hated it at the time, hated the early <laughs> mornings, but I'm really, really glad we did because I definitely have a lot of um musical knowledge that is just baked into my head now that you that just comes from learning something at that young of an age
0: yeah of course uh are your brothers still musically no
1: not not even a little bit like (laughs) we all learned it in from age like seven till 16 and my parents like when you're 16 you can quit if you want and i took up like writing and producing when i was like sorry producing when i was like 15 and so like there was that little overlap where I was like, oh my God, this is so useful suddenly for something I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, of course. What was the, um, because you are, a, you're a songwriter, artist, performer, producer as well, a bit of like a multi-hyphenate. What was it at that age that kind of drew you to the production side of, of everything?
1: So I, it, I wish it was deeper, but um, (laughs) I always wanted to be in a band, but I was a really annoying, I'm still annoying, but I was a really annoying (laughs) kid. So I was like, all right, how do I do this without needing other people? And I kind of got into electronic music at like 14. And I was like, oh my God, these people are doing all of this by themselves. And yeah, and then I think I, um, I found out that just coincidentally, the high school I went to, Flume, went to for a few years. Oh, yeah. And um, so, and, like, there's actually, like, a really bizarrely rich, like, music history at the school at the moment, like um, Seaforth, if you've heard of that band. Yeah. They went there. Um, a few of the Ocean Alley boys went there. Um, What's oh, going on with his high school? Oh, look, it's just, I think it's just a coincidence. Like, Wilson, will Sing, <laughs> if you've heard of him like big YouTuber guy went there. And so like there was this big musical like culture there, which was bizarre because they didn't push it at all, but just a lot of successful people have come out of it. And um, I just kind of got shown Ableton one day and never looked back.
0: That's sick. That's one. That's kind of crazy that all these different artists have come from that one kind of little hub, I imagine there the music department there is somewhat proud of itself. Um, But yeah, it's, it's cool that you... Sorry.
1: Oh, oh no, it's it's just interesting because, like, at the time, like, Will Singe hadn't had any success yet. Seaforth had just graduated. Like, one of the dudes from Seaforth performed at my mum's 50th birthday and now they're across touring the world um, in the US. And so, like, I, I think it's only just kind of coming to fruition, the success that has kind of been brewing for a long time.
0: Yeah, right. Do you have a... A personal preference I guess when it comes to obviously I imagine there's 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 pros and cons to both but like do you prefer producing or performing or like what is
1: it that would if you had to pick a favorite I think pragmatically I'd probably pick producing because you can produce a lot more than you can perform and it's a lot less I guess emotionally exhausting like if if I wanted to, I could like I guess before COVID, you could be doing like two sessions a day and just be doing it as a day job, and like that's just the lifestyle that I know plenty of producers live. Whereas like performing, I know personally, I get so nervous before anything. I, I like I shake, and once I'm up there, it's all good. But you you can, you can hear it in my voice, um, and so like I will definitely, if given the option, choose to produce over performing. Yeah right. It
0: um, what where was it? I think having a look on your TikTok, there was quite a few, um, like clips of, I guess the ease in which you find producing. There was there was somewhere it was like we did this. In, oh, who was it? There's an artist. I don't want to say it was,
1: fuck, Hannah kind of Brewer.
0: <laughs> no, like YB or like Y. Oh
1: yeah 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 YB.
0: Oh, cool. What's YB? I thought I might have the one of the letters wrong. Um, and you're like, we just did this in a day and like, you know, did this lo-fi drums, whatever else. How was, did it always kind of come that easy where you were just able to, obviously once you'd learned Ableton, the music side of it, was it like, yeah, cool. This will work. This will work. This will work. And just it
1: the, comes together. The, the music side of it came really easily because like I started writing songs when I was 11, because like um, i think i again i was an annoying kid and my parents needed an outlet for my energy and i had always like written lyrics and like really bad. i was 11 um but like my parents saw that and got me Sibelius so like i still know how to do like proper notation and like transcription yeah just right. from like that and like um a classical music training but the production side did not come easy that has taken so long <laughs> Like, I've been producing now for approaching like nine years, and I think I'm only just getting to a point where I can make those kind of TikToks where it's like, oh, yeah, we just like did this in a day, and like, like, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing like it's now, it's nothing, (laughs) but like, I think if you spoke to me like two or three years ago, like, I would make like five good songs a year. Like, it wasn't, it took a lot of digging and a lot of pushing, and but I think anyone that it comes easy to is like super blessed. But a lot of like everyone who says it comes easy is definitely not acknowledging when it didn't. Like I always say to people when they first start producing, this won't come easy. Like even with all the tools and everything, they're going to just be creative roadblocks. And it took me seven, eight or eight years to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I know how to make this sound like I want it to sound. And I still can't all the time. Like, I don't think I'm very good at music.
0: Oh, I don't think that's, We've only, we've only heard bits and pieces. We've heard some of your production work. We've heard one of your singles, but I think that there's a little bit more confidence in that Um, so far. Yeah. The the output from yourself has been fantastic. And I'm I'm kind of curious because I feel like you are in this category of like a handful of artists that were signed and released music like during COVID. So it, it, kind of is like a different, you didn't have that experience of, you know, being signed and releasing it beforehand. What mm. has that been like in, in, I guess, from your perspective?
1: It's, it's interesting because, like, I think COVID and especially, like, in Australia where until this recent lockdown, we had only had one in Sydney really extended lockdown. Like, I live on the northern beaches and we had, like, a little, like, four-week one over Christmas last year but by and large, like we only had this one big lockdown and you could definitely tell the people who relied on a lot of people versus people who are really self contained. And I'm really lucky that I had intentionally not relied on other people to the detriment of my art for a very long time. But it then got me to a point where when lockdown hit, I was like, okay, well I'm bored. I'm going to make an EP. And I just did that. And, was it good? No, but then I just made another one. And I think I wrote some crazy amount of songs because there was just nothing to do. And so like, I think I don't really know how else to feel about it. And like, it's funny because I'm probably going to be in lockdown for my next song that comes out. And like, it's just kind of like, I'm just used to it now. And like, I'm a bit sad that I didn't get the big, like crazy, like, Oh my God, signing party. Like, Oh my God, the, wined and dined and taken out to tons of dinners (laughs) to get signed and release music but at the same time like i don't like i just like making songs like that's all that really matters to me in the long run
0: yeah of course i think that um with that kind of attitude as well you did sign to the right label you got signed to due process who's just such a good advocate for like australian music and like um Sure, we had on. We've had like the Sly Withers boys who are signed to Due Process. We've had some of the other
1: acts there. just incredible talent on that label. So you're in good company. That like they're the the team there. Like not even talking about the other acts because it's like the other acts are amazing. But the team there are they they care about music and they really don't want to mess with what I'm doing, which is like, again, like the music industry is the music industry. And I've seen some of the people you've had on this podcast where it's like, they're probably not getting the same freedom to do whatever they want that I am. And it's like, I got, to, I'm making music in my bedroom at home and I still don't quite understand how it's reaching these people and it's reaching these <laughs> levels. But the fact that they're just letting it, is something that I mean I'm just I have to be super thankful for because there's no a lot of people never get that opportunity to just do whatever they want. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true.
0: That's very fair. It's um I'm kind of wondering whether you found that as you said, Sydney's only had like this most recent lockdown, which I'd say is the biggest of the New South Wales lockdown. Being bedroom producer you've always had the ability to kind of, you know, go off and, and go into your own little world for lack of a better term and, and do it that way. When lockdown did hit, did you find yourself um, being able to be creative while you're kind of like confined or was it, um, I guess like a lot of people that we did speak to, initially thought great time to myself, I can write, I can produce, I can create. And then some found that the pressure of that was just too much
1: almost. So I, again, like I'm really lucky in that. Like I have always like, since I graduated high school, I've always prioritized making a lot of music. So I'm very, I'm very used to that pressure of like, okay, I've got time now. I need to work on songs. And I learned very early on that if you force yourself to sit down every day, then you're going to come to hate it and that pressure is going to really mount. And so like, I know during the first lockdown um, last year, I only wrote because I was bored. Like I knew that I was going to write anyway. And I knew that forcing myself to do it would just the output would be bad. So I think I didn't write for like the first like month or two during lockdown because I was like, it'll, it'll come when it comes and I'm not going to put pressure on myself. And then I think I, um, I'd been watching a lot of rom coms, and I was like, "I want to make, uh, I want to make music that sounds like a rom com," and I did that, and it was just like, and it came from that, um, and so this is kind of the same thing, where it's like this lockdown, I haven't been doing that much original material, but just recently in the last week, I've been really inspired to do some stuff that I'd not tried before, and suddenly a lot of these roadblocks that I've been having, that I like in the past might have, like, got me down, I've ignored. And now that they're coming down, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I just want, I want to keep riding, and I want to keep doing stuff. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: We have been speaking to a few people recently who have found that uh, for lack of a better term <laughs> that if if you're able to kind of like undress or and redress a song a different way that it can help in in working out where it fits into your catalog or where it fits in terms of what you want to do with it mm. Do you find that uh, that process I guess has to be used a lot or is it more? I guess in terms of success rate, when, when you're writing, how many times is it kind of what you're thinking out of the box or how many times do you have to go back and rethink and rejig?
1: So like, it's interesting. Cause I, I'm a big believer in like, you spend an hour on an idea, but even if it sucks, you spend an hour on it. And if it's not good, just throw it away, save yeah. it, but just leave it. Um, because I'm not a big fan of redressing ideas. I think that an idea works or it doesn't. Um, and so like a lot of the songs I've ever done, I rarely go back and do new versions. Um, but what I do find is that you have to push through that first hour because often when people are like, Oh, I want to go back and redress it. It's more so they haven't spent long enough on the idea in the first place. And if they kept pushing, they would have gotten to that point anyway. I found. Yeah. Okay. I can, yeah, I can respect that. I definitely understand that. Um, like I feel like the best example of it is like tired, That started out as like, I think it was like a 75 BPM, like jam, jam. And I ended up being like, this needs more energy. I was like going back and forth. It sounded like a trap beat. And I eventually just after spending like an hour or two on it, I pitched up everything and I sped it up and it got to that like 100 BPM range. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it's meant to be. And like, I find, yeah, I find that the music informs the idea, not the other way around. Yeah,
0: definitely. With um, with Tide being out, and I know that you just mentioned it's possible that the next single will be as well. Obviously, without giving too much away, can we expect some more music from you within the next few months, But by, by the end of 2021?
1: Very much so. Very much so. I, I'm very lucky that the only thing that I have, and I think the only reason I have had any attention placed on my music is because I write a lot. And when you write a lot, you finish a lot. When you finish a lot, people want to release those songs. And by people, I mean myself. And so, um, yeah, I've got, I've got tons of music, so much music.
0: That's very exciting, very exciting. Can we also expect a, hey, once borders are lifted and everything, the restrictions are kind of, you know, on their way, um, will we see a, a live show, a Tom, Thomas Porter live show at some point?
1: <laughs> I hope so, like I haven't done anything yet, partly because like we released this first single and then like three weeks later we went into a lockdown, yeah, and so like the it would kind of like the opportunity to do anything was kind of destroyed but i I want a live show to be something worth going to. I think I've been to too many live shows that are just like, oh yeah, we're in the um. We're in the Oxford Art Side Room or something, and it's just someone with their guitar and someone else. And, it, and it's fine, but I don't want to be fine. I want to do something that people are going to remember. And so I'd rather really take my time with that and really put together something I'm so proud of and like just do something that, yeah, hasn't been done in a bedroom pop space or a, like in a space that I'm existing in rather than just like, all right, fuck it, let's just go on a tour so we can just get my name on posters. I feel like with bedroom
0: pop producers it is um well, you're kind of in a bit of a blessed in a bit of a blessed position because you really could, you know, do the laptop to the like the one man show where you're able to kind of do a lot of it yourself or you could have a full band or even like the combination like yeah, mix and match.
1: Like I I completely agree and I think look the end goal is a full band the end goal is something that is like a show that like is not just like a bedroom pop show, but it's just a show. But like, I yeah. think in the meantime is definitely about, okay, taking the elements that I have where it's like, okay, I've got a lot of you, I've got guitar and I've got MIDI drums. And how do we make that into something more interesting? Cause I'm not, I'm not a band. I'm not, or I'm not the songs I've written for a band. So, there's that. That's the limitation. And how can we turn that limitation into something that makes it cooler?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Tom, usually we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. And I will get to that in a second. Beforehand, I do want to touch on because in my research, one thing that I found that uh, obviously, Tide is mentioned a lot, uh, your classical training is mentioned a lot, and a gentleman by the name of Adam Sandler came up quite a lot as well. <laughs> So I thought before I ask what you're currently listening to or what you like, all that kind of stuff. What is what is your favorite Adam Sandler movie, and why is he? Um, I guess why why did he come up so often in my research?
1: <laughs> okay, so my favorite Adam Sandler movie would probably have to be Uncut Gems because just amazing film. But yeah. the reason I love that man so much is because he just does not give a fuck. <laughs> like he could be doing some of the best fucking comedies, the best like dramatic acting in Hollywood, like funny people, amazing film. Great movie that like, yeah. And amazingly acted by him, but instead he's just like, he just doesn't want to. And I, so re- I love that. I love that. He makes Hubie Halloween get that bag. <laughs> And he's just doing his own thing, and it's like, you know what? If I'm not gonna get a fucking um, what is Oscar? If I'm not gonna get an Oscar for Uncut Gems, then you can all sit through Hubie Halloween. That's the punishment. And I watched that film with one of my friends. We were both hammered, and I have never laughed so hard because once you're in on the joke, once you know that he can do better and he's choosing not to, it just becomes hilarious. Like I can't. Like it just becomes so great. It, I feel like it it one I love that you reference that movie but two,
0: um it does it frames it totally differently once you understand what's actually going on it kind of puts it in a whole new light
1: Oh 100% and like look people can be like oh he makes awful movies like man is the highest grossing actor in the last 20 years or something like you look at like looking at the numbers he pulls You know what? You can say the films are bad, but he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's putting his friends on. He's setting up his family for life. And then he's proving that he can make this amazing art with, like, some of these amazing dramatic roles that he's done all throughout his career, like The Wedding Singer. Like, he has done shit that is really, really good. And people just want to act like, oh, well, just because he's making some fun shit for kids, that he's not a legitimate actor. I'm like, fuck that. Like that, That I feel like it's just a bedroom pop mindset where it's like something doesn't have to be high art to be fucking dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. That's sick. Um, uh, I will now ask, um, what are you currently listening to and and what is it that's getting a bit of a spin on your, on
1: your, um, record player? All right. I'm pulling up my Spotify right now. So, um, I don't listen to that much music. I listen to a very small amount of music in terms of like what I'm actually listening to. I've had the Mm -hmm. same playlist since when did this go back to 2018 on Spotify? And it's got about 275 songs. So like, and that's all I listen to. I'll listen to a few new albums here and there that like are popular, but I I look at it like, um, and this is going to sound really pretentious, but um, have you seen Ratatouille? Yes. Not in a while, but yes. So there's, um, there's a scene there that is um, by the critic, which is if I don't love it, I don't swallow it. That's how I feel about music. I'll give everything a chance and I'll listen to everything once. I can respect that. Yeah. But I, I want stuff that really inspires me and I love going back to um, stuff that really inspires me. Um, but that said, all this said, um, recent edition, um, a bunch of songs off 808s and Heartbreaks by Kanye revisited mm-hmm. that. Paranoid and Robocop. Best songs on that album. Yep. Underrated. Solid. Um, what else? Aries, new song, Kids on Molly. I'm super excited for his album coming up. Like It's going to be an awesome, awesome album. Um, Hot Flavor by Hadia George. Absolute banger. Heard that one on Triple J and I was just doing this one the entire time, just bothering <laughs> my head. A lot of, a lot of Glaive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, even now we're getting back to stuff that I added in, like, May. Like, I do not add much music to this playlist. Um, and this is all I listen to. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, the new Donda album's amazing as well. Like, Kanye again. Like, bet again. That's, like, that's the entire body of work. Um, ooh, what's... I'm, I'm trying to think if there's one song that I, am like, have to listen to to like get where I am at the moment. <laughs> I feel like I'm um, Gala Mathias, Shy Dancer. It's a bit of an older song. It's from last year, but it's just Gala Mathias is like t- top five producers in the world for me. It's just next level yeah, right. producer. That's what I'm listening to.
0: That's very cool. Um, I'd be very, very quickly get your opinion from the production side, from the producer brain of yourself, what you thought of the Dunder production? Cause everyone was talking about the production of that as well.
1: I love it. I think that like, I love Kanye, just like everything he does, like regardless of him as a person and like the stuff with like Marilyn Manson and DaBaby, Baby, not a huge fan of that, but musically just, oh, it's just such a good album. And I, I do get frustrated when people talk about like, Ooh, the mix and the vocals sound weird. It's like, He's at a level, I think, of like just ability, where anything that happens in these albums is completely intentional. There are yeah. no accidents. There's no like there's no like, oh my god, the vocals are mixed weird here. That's how he wants it to sound. And I think when I wrapped my head around that as a producer, I was like, oh my God, anything works. Like it's suddenly there are no rules anymore once you realize it just has to sound like you want it to sound. And that's how I feel about this album.
0: Yeah, I would, um, I would agree with that. I think that's very, pretty much spot on. Yeah. Um, Thomas, thank you very much for coming on the pod today, mate. I do appreciate it. Congratulations again on Tide and we look forward to, um, the, the future single coming
1: out. Thank you very much. Um, follow me on social media. If you're listening to this, Thomas Porter feels great everywhere. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like I love talking about music
0: of course I'll make sure we put all the social tags in the show notes so that it's uh, people can literally stop listening now and then uh,
1: hit those socials that's amazing man thank you
0: and that's our show a massive thank you to Thomas Porter for his time Tired is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream Thomas's music we also want to give a huge shout out to Sarah at Due Process for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlist streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.